0: Hello and welcome to Purple Clementine, where I find you new stories every week. Today's story is titled The Sniper by Liam O'Flaherty, posted on hennessy.lib.ok.us. Please enjoy. The long June twilight faded into the night. Dublin lay enveloped in darkness but for the dim light of the moon that shone through the fleecy clouds. Casting a pale light as of approaching dawn over the streets and the dark waters of the Liffey. Around the beleaguered forecourts, the heavy guns roared. Here and there, through the city, machine guns and rifles broke the silence of the night, spasmodically, like dogs barking on lone farms. Republicans and Free Staters were waging civil war. On a rooftop near O'Connell Bridge, a Republican sniper lay watching. Beside him lay his rifle and over his shoulders was slung a pair of field glasses. His face was the face of a student, thin and ascetic. But his eyes had the cold gleam of the fanatic. They were deep and thoughtful, the eyes of a man who's used to looking at death. He was eating a sandwich hungrily. He'd eaten nothing since morning. He'd been too excited to eat. He finished the sandwich and, taking a flask of whisky from his pocket, he took a short draught. Then he returned the flask to his pocket. He paused for a moment, considering whether he should risk a smoke. It was dangerous. The flash might be seen in the darkness, and there were enemies watching. He decided to take the risk. Placing the cigarette between his lips, he struck the match, inhaled the smoke hurriedly, and put out the light. Almost immediately, a bullet flattened itself against the parapet of the roof. The sniper took another whiff and put out the cigarette. Then he swore softly and crawled away to the left. Cautiously, he raised himself and peered over the parapet. There was a flash and a bullet whizzed over his head. He dropped immediately. He'd seen the flash. It came from the opposite side of the street. He rolled over the roof to a chimney stack in the rear and slowly drew himself up behind it until his eyes were level with the top of the parapet. There was nothing to be seen, just the dim outline of the opposite housetop against the blue sky. His enemy was undercover. Just then, an armored car came across the bridge and advanced slowly up the street. It stopped on the opposite side of the street, fifty yards ahead. The sniper could hear the dull panting of the motor his heart beat faster it was an enemy car he wanted to fire but he knew that it was useless his bullets would never pierce the steel that covered the grey monster then round the corner of a street came an old woman her head covered by a tattered shawl she began to talk to the man in the turret of the car she was pointing to the roof where the sniper lay an informer the turret opened a man's head and shoulders appeared looking towards the sniper. The sniper raised his rifle and fired. The head fell heavily on the turret wall. The woman darted towards the side street. The sniper fired again. The woman whirled round and fell with a shriek into the gutter. Suddenly, from the opposite roof, a shot rang out and the sniper dropped his rifle with a curse. The rifle clattered to the roof. The sniper thought the noise would wake the dead. He stooped to pick the rifle up. But he couldn't lift it. His forearm was dead. I'm hit, he muttered. Dropping flat onto the roof, he crawled back to the parapet. With his left hand, he felt the injured right forearm. The blood was oozing through the sleeve of his coat. There was no pain, just a deadened sensation, as if the arm had been cut off. Quickly, he drew his knife from his pocket, opened it on the breastwork of the parapet, and ripped open the sleeve. There was a small hole where the bullet had entered. On the other side, there was not a hole. The bullet had lodged in the bone. It must have fractured it. He bent the arm below the wound. The arm bent back easily. He ground his teeth to overcome the pain. Then, taking out his field dressing, he ripped open the packet with his knife. He broke the neck of the iodine bottle and let the bitter fluid drip into the wound. A paroxysm of pain swept through him. He placed the cotton wadding over the wound and wrapped the dressing over it. He tied the ends with his teeth. Then he lay still against the parapet and, closing his eyes, he made an effort of will to overcome the pain. In the street beneath, all was still. The armored car had retired speedily over the bridge with the machine gunner's head hanging lifeless over the turret. The woman's corpse lay still in the gutter. The sniper lay for a long time, nursing his wounded arm and planning escape. Morning must not find him wounded on the roof. The enemy on the opposite roof covered his escape. He must kill that enemy, and he couldn't use his rifle. He had only a revolver to do it. Then he thought of a plan. Taking off his cap, he placed it over the muzzle of his rifle. Then he pushed the rifle slowly upward over the parapet until the cap was visible from the opposite side of the street. Almost immediately, there was a report and a bullet pierced the center of the cap. The sniper slanted the rifle forward. The cap clipped down into the street. Then, catching the rifle in the middle, the sniper dropped his left hand over the roof and let it hang, lifelessly. After a few moments, he let the rifle drop to the street. Then he sank to the roof, dragging his hand with him. Crawling quickly to his feet, he peered up at the corner of the roof. His ruse had succeeded. The other sniper, seeing the cap and rifle fall, thought that he had killed his man. He was now standing before a row of chimney pots, looking across, with his head clearly silhouetted against the western sky. The republican sniper smiled and lifted his revolver above the edge of the parapet. The distance was about fifty yards, a hard shot in the dim light, and his right arm was paining him like a thousand devils. He took a steady aim, his hand trembled with eagerness. Pressing his lips together, he took a deep breath through his nostrils and fired. He was almost deafened with the report, and his arm shook with the recoil. Then when the smoke cleared, he peered across and uttered a cry of joy. His enemy had been hit. He was reeling over the parapet in his agony. He struggled to keep his feet, but he was slowly falling forward as if in a dream. The rifle fell from his grasp, hit the parapet, fell over, bounded off the pole of a barber's shop beneath, and then clattered onto the pavement. Then the dying man on the roof crumpled up and fell forward. The body turned over and over in space and hit the ground with a dull thud, then it lay still. The sniper looked at his enemy falling, and he shuddered. The lust of battle died in him. He came bitten by remorse. The sweat stood out in beads on his forehead. Weakened by his wound and the long summer day of fasting and watching on the roof, He revolted from the sight of the shattered mass of his dead enemy. His teeth chattered. He began to gibber to himself, cursing the war, cursing himself, cursing everybody. He looked at the smoking revolver in his hand, and with an oath, he hurled it to the roof at his feet. The revolver went off with a concussion, and the bullet whizzed past the sniper's head. He was frightened back to his sense by the shock. His nerve steadied. The cloud of fear scattered from his mind, and he laughed. Taking the whisky flask from his pocket, he emptied it a drought. He felt reckless under the influence of the spirit. He decided to leave the roof now and look for his company commander to report. Everywhere around was quiet. There was not much danger in going through the streets. He picked up his revolver and put it in his jacket. Then he crawled down through the skylight to reach the house underneath. When the sniper reached the laneway on the street level, he felt a certain curiosity as to the identity of the enemy sniper whom he had killed. He decided that he was a good shot, whoever he was. He wondered if he knew him. Perhaps he'd been in his own company before the split in the army. He decided to risk going over to have a look at him. He peered round the corner into O'Connell Street. In the upper part of the street there was heavy firing, but around here all was quiet. The sniper darted across the street. A machine gun tore up the ground around him with a hail of bullets, but he escaped. He threw himself face downward beside the corpse. The machine gun stopped. Then the sniper turned over the dead body and looked into his brother's face. Thanks for listening, and keep in mind that all links are in the relevant text boxes. Share with your friends, and I'll see you next time on Purple Clementine.